Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, open with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 5. Amen. Gospel of John, chapter 5. Number five, praise the Lord. Gospel of John chapter five, verse 25. John 5, 25, Jesus speaking here. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and have given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I want to preach on the subject, where will you spend eternity? Amen. It's a very important question that we need to know the answer to. Praise God. Where will you spend eternity? Amen. Now more than ever, with all that's going on in this world, in our country, with the pandemic and and whatever else that's going on in our lives, amen, we are getting caught, we can get caught up with current events and the cares of this life to where our focus becomes on those things instead of on the thing that it needs to stay on, which is Jesus Christ and which is, uh, amen, uh, keep uh, proclaiming and maintaining and letting our calling and election be sure and letting our salvation be steadfast in the Lord and being ready, amen, to meet our maker whenever that day might come, praise God. That's what's more important than anything else. I know these things affect our lives, amen, but this life is nothing compared to eternity and we need, amen, to do what we need to do in this life so that we'll be ready for eternity when it comes, amen. If we're not careful, we will focus on temporary things. We will focus on natural things, the things of this world, and we'll lose sight of the more important, enduring, and eternal things of God. This life, it's really just a pilgrimage to search and find the purpose and fulfill it. Amen. We have been given precious little time to live our lives according to the will of our Creator. We will be tested and we will be tried along the way, which is all part of the journey. Amen. But when we have our hand, amen, in the hand of a man from Galilee, the old song says... We're going to be okay, praise God. We're going to be just fine holding on to his hand all the way. You see, eternity awaits everyone 
of us after we die. There's no escaping it. It's, it has, well, there's no uh, choice. There's no opt out of it. There's no way, amen, to be exempt from it. It's the way it is. It's the way God designed things. Amen. You know, there's an old saying that says you only live once. It's been the theme of many commercials and ad campaigns for various products over the years. And there's a lot of truth in that statement. One person said this, we often hear life is short, better enjoy it. And how about eternity is long, better prepare for it. Praise God. We have been given one life to live. And after we've lived it, we will enter in and be ushered in to eternity. Though man has come up with myths and fables and false doctrines about being able to come back after you die to live multiple lives and have chances after chances to get it right, the Bible is very clear that after we die, there will be no chance to come back and make things right. We got one try at this, praise God. Job chapter 7 verse 9 said, As the cloud is consumed and vanisheth away, so is he that goeth down to the grave shall come up no more. He shall return no more to his house, neither shall his place be known unto him anymore. Job 10 verse 20, Are not my days few? Cease then, and let me alone, that I may take a comfort a little. Before I go whence I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death. Job 14 10 but man dies and is laid away indeed he breathes his last and where is he as water disappears from the sea and a river becomes parched and dries up so man lies down and does not rise till the heavens are no more they will not awake nor be roused from the sleep notice till the heavens are no more there is an until praise God amen but no one's coming back to live the same life to live a life on this earth like they had before amen to redo it we gotta get it right right now folks and Jesus has given us grace Jesus has given us the church Jesus has given us mercy oh hallelujah Job chapter 16 verse 22 when a few years are come then I shall go the way whence I shall not return and then Hebrews chapter 9 verse 7, 27 and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment once to die we have one shot at this, so we need to take good aim and hit the target God has given us. That target is the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. You ask maybe how long is eternity? It's forever and ever. Amen. It has no end. Time ceases to exist in eternity. Amen. I've often given this a little... Uh, Example of uh, just an example of how long eternity is, and I've, I've, I've given a little bit more information this time. But if you could take a sparrow, a regular sparrow, little bird, amen, that sparrow uh, is, is said to have be able to fly at 28 miles per hour, it can only do it for so long. But just, just, uh, just take this for an example if a sparrow can fly 28 miles an hour 
for as long as it wants to, and it doesn't have to stop. Amen. If that sparrow, amen, takes one grain of sand from an ocean or a desert on the earth, just one in his beak, and he flies to the moon, which is 238,900 miles away, amen, it will take that sparrow to transport, amen, that to, that one grain of sand to the moon and then make it back to the earth round trip. He'll make it that trip in just under two years. That's not stopping at Motel 6 that kept the light on for him. That's not stopping to get a little bit of a, a little bit of food or water. But just say if he could just go straight over and straight back, the trip would take a little under two years. Amen. To do one grain of sand. How many grains of sand are on all the earth's oceans and beaches and deserts, you ask? One very rough estimate is a number that we can hardly fathom, a number that you don't even hear. Amen. It is seven quintillion five hundred quadrillion. You say, well, how many is that? That's a whole lot of sand. Amen. And when the sparrow finishes transporting every single grain of sand one at a time to the moon and back, eternity has just begun. Amen. That's how long eternity is. We cannot understand it, praise God. But having said that, we need to be very sure where we, uh, amen, uh, we are, that we are living the way we should be living and doing the things that we should be doing in this life so that we are in good standing with our maker. Amen. Hallelujah. When it's our time to step across the threshold of life into eternity. According to the Bible, there are only two eternal destinations for us. Daniel 12, 2 says, And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Amen. Everybody's resurrecting is the other way. In other words, amen. And everybody's resurrecting to spend eternity somewhere. John 5, 28. Marvel not at this. This is part of our text. For the hour is coming in the which that they are in the grave shall hear, uh, that all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. There's two resurrections. Amen. Praise God and everybody's going to be a part of one of them. Hallelujah. And you're going to spend eternity somewhere after that resurrection. I'm saying we need to be in the right place yes. with Jesus. Amen. God created us with an eternal soul that cannot die. It was designed to live forever. Ecclesiastes 12, 7 says that when a person dies, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit, speaking of the spirit of life, shall return unto God who gave it. When our bodies die, the dust goes back. We were made from the dust. Remember Genesis chapter 2. And the spirit of life that gave us life that first moment we came out of our mother's womb. That spirit of life is not needed anymore when you pass on. And it goes back to the giver of life. is God. And that leaves an eternal soul that will live on forever in eternity. Somewhere, Acts 24, 15, then there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. And when we are resurrected, we shall be changed. We will be given a different kind of body that is going to house that soul. And we will live in eternity somewhere forever. 
the two eternal destinations for our souls that the Bible speaks of. It doesn't give three or four or even ten. It gives two. Amen. And they are heaven and hell. Hell is a terrible and awful place of judgment and punishment. It was originally created for the devil and his fallen angels when they rebelled and they were kicked out of heaven. Amen. Matthew 25, 41. At the, it says everlasting fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. And most likely it was created long before Adam and Eve were ever created. Amen. But because of the wickedness and evil of people and their disregard for God, his word, his will. Amen. This place that was designed for the devil and fallen angels was repurposed to also include Include the people that do not love God, do, do not want his purpose or his plan in their lives. Amen. This is not a place of folklore or legend. This is not a place, amen, that Hollywood made up. Amen. Or some somebody made up as a fictional place. It's not a place dreamed up as a deterrent to scare people into living better lives. This is a real place. Amen. And we I need to warn people. We need to warn ourselves that we we don't want to go there, praise God. The Bible says it's a place of outer darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. But I'm here to tell you that there's people and there's beliefs and there's things in this world that would try to minimize, that would try, amen, to put a damper, that would even try to say there is no hell or if there is a hell, it's not really what the Bible says. But I'm here preaching what the Bible said because the word of God will stand forever. Amen. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But Jesus said, my word shall not pass away. I'm preaching the Bible and I'm going to go with the Bible on this. There's a diabolical teaching out there right now that says that hell is only a place of temporary punishment and temporary torment. And that, and that when a person goes to hell, that they will suffer, but only a short time as they burn up and vanish away. The same way you would take a, wad up a piece of newspaper and throw it into a campfire. Oh yeah, it's going to burn for a while, but then it's going to be ashes and it'll take, be taken away with the wind. Amen. This teaching is known as the annihilation of the wicked. Annihilation means disintegration. Praise God. But my Bible said, Matthew 25, 46, and talking about the wicked, talking about those that do not do God's will and do not go with his plan of salvation. These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Amen. That does not say temporary punishment. It says everlasting punishment. Jesus spoke in parables. And parables were stories that were object lessons, not about any specific person or persons. It was just about, just he was trying to just teach the people about things. Amen. And so that's one thing. But when you get to Luke chapter 16, there's a story about hell that is not a parable because it mentions somebody's name. It's somebody that's talking about real people. Amen. Jesus started telling the story in Luke chapter 16. He said, a certain rich man, he was specific, and a certain beggar named Lazarus. It was clear that this was a true story about real people and what happens after death. 
Luke 16, 22, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment. He cried and said, Father Abraham, did you hear that? He lift up his eyes in hell. He was in torments. He wasn't just burning up into a wisp. He could speak. He, could, he knew what was going on. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. That's everlasting punishment. That doesn't sound like someone's being annihilated and disintegrated to me. That's like somebody being continually tormented in the fiery flames of hell. The Bible uses these very specific and descriptive phrases to explain exactly what hell is like. It's everlasting fire. It's everlasting punishment. It's everlasting destruction. It's eternal damnation and eternal judgment. And let me tell you something. Everlasting and eternal has nothing to do with temporary and instantaneous. Amen. The people that believe and teach this false doctrine believe that when you go to heaven, you're going to have everlasting life and eternal life with Jesus forever. But somehow those same people reading this same Bible think that when you go to hell, you'll only suffer temporarily and you'll be completely annihilated and disintegrated in a short period of time. However, I want you to notice that the same Greek word for the word everlasting and eternal, amen, is used for hell. It's the same word that's used for heaven. In other words, we can't have it both ways. Either heaven is everlasting and hell is everlasting, or they're both not everlasting. But the Bible says they're both eternal and they're both everlasting. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The rich man didn't go to hell because he was rich. He went to hell because he was selfish, because he didn't care about other people, and he didn't give God the time of day. That's why he went. And Lazarus went to heaven because though he was a, a poor beggar and he was sick, amen, he had a good heart and his heart was right with God. That's the bottom line. Is my heart right with God? Is my heart right with God today? And am I purposing to be my heart going to be right with God tomorrow? Amen. That's what we're talking about. And if anybody would, still don't, doesn't believe, amen, Remember, I said hell was created for the devil and his angels. And we read at the back of the book, finally, Satan himself, the false prophet and the beast, the Antichrist, had already been thrown into the lake of fire. And now it's finally his turn. Satan himself, Revelation 20, verse 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's not annihilation. Amen. That's day and night forever and ever. Oh God, where am I going to spend eternity? I better make up my mind up right now. I better figure it out. Amen. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 verse 43 if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life maimed 
eternal life is speaking of, rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where their worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life maimed rather than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that shall be never quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. What's he talking about? He's not talking about literally cutting your hand and your foot and your eye out. Amen. But what he's saying is, hallelujah, is what you're doing. Amen. Worth missing heaven over. That's the bottom line. Praise God. Nothing is worth going to hell over. That's the bottom line. Amen. I'm passionate about this this morning. God, help us. Help us to see that thing that we're letting control us, that thing that we can't break free of. We need to say, Jesus, help me. Deliver me from temptation. Deliver me from evil. I want to go to your kingdom. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Where will you spend eternity? You have a say in the matter. You have a big say. It's your choice. Amen. You're not going to just find yourself in heaven by accident. Amen. And you won't find yourself in hell by accident either. Amen. I will tell you this. If you do nothing, if you don't give God any time of day, if you'll never pray and you'll never read the word and never find out why you're here, amen, then you just chose your place. But if you will look into this and you will let God have his way in your life, then you will purpose, purposefully, amen, and willingly you'll be going to the right place. Amen. As for me, I am purposing in my heart and my family. We're purposing in our hearts to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven forever. And just as hell is a real place in eternity, so is heaven. Hallelujah. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus said. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Praise God. He's prepared a place. He prepared a place for the devil and his angels. Amen. And, the, and wicked people are going there too. And people that don't give God the time of day are going there too. And people that aren't obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. But he prepared a nice place. A heavenly place. A wonderful place. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Paul said, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered in the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I can't wait to go to that place. Heaven is a place of ultimate peace, unimaginable comfort, unspeakable joy. Amen. Can complete revelation and understanding of everything. Amen. It's a place of eternal bliss where we will have a wonderful reward awaiting us as Jesus says to us, Well done, thou good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 
Praise God. Revelation 21.4 God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. That's the place I want to go. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither there shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. The place He prepared for our eternal home is described in Revelation chapter 21 as a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. Revelation 21, 22, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. The best part of heaven is that Jesus will be there in all of His glory, in all of His power, and everything that He did for us. Amen. And sadly, one of the worst parts of hell is that Jesus won't be there. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. And to you who are troubled, and I know a lot of you are troubled. Amen. But Jesus just said, let not your heart be troubled. Focus on where you're going. Focus on the plan. Amen. But he said, unto you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed. It's coming around the corner, folks. Amen. He'll be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. And notice this, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And notice this, this is where we find that the presence of God will not be in that place. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Hell's bad enough with the fire and all that other torment and punishment. But then not to have the presence of God. You know what? Even the wickedest person, even the worst person on this walk in this planet earth right now has benefits some way, somehow because the presence of God is on this earth. There's a praying people on this earth. There's a righteous people on this earth. There's a fasting people on this. There's a people that's trying to live for God and that brings good things and holds back the flood tides of judgment. But in that place, there will be no presence of God. Where will you spend eternity? It's ultimately our choice. It will be based on how we live in accordance to the Word of God. It will be based on how we react and what we do with the crucifixion and what all that entails. What are we going to do with the blood of Jesus? What are we going to do, amen, with the kingdom of God? It will be a direct result of us yielding to God's will. We must be born again of water and spirit so that we can have our name in the Lamb's book of life. For the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20, the books were opened and the book of life and all who had not, had, did not, were not found in the Lamb's book of life were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. 
and will be there forever and ever. I want my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I want to keep my name there. You got to get it in there and you keep it there. How do I keep it there? Every day I walk with him. And I, when, I, when I fall, I get up. When I mess up, I ask him to forgive me. Amen. And I ask for his blood to cover me and his name to cover me and for him to forgive me. And I walk with him and I try to do the best I can to keep his word. Amen. And I keep amen, his, my name in the book of life. If I die or we fly, we're going to be changed either way into from mortal to immortal, from corruptible to incorruptible. And we're going to spend eternity somewhere. Where will you spend eternity? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.